The following thoughts, opinions, stories, and expressions are meant for those who will appreciate them. If you don't, we hope you keep an open soul to encounter another here on 34 Questions. Peace. In three, two, one. What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. I'm your host, 34. And tonight, I have a very special guest. Ozer is in the building. How you doing tonight, sir? going on man thank you for having me i'm good how you doing i'm chilling man hey did i pronounce that right i didn't even get to ask you right before we turned on <laughs> you good that's i think that's the first time somebody's actually pronounced it correctly on the first try so yeah all right for sure <laughs> but um yeah man thank you for for making time for this i know time is precious um and also being open mm-hmm. to share your story i know it's not easy for everyone so thank you again mm-hmm. of course for the folks out there who are unfamiliar with the flow of the show, we do some intro questions, some warm-up questions just to set the tone. We'll jump into some some segments. Uh, they might be called, I could call them games, but I don't know if it's fun for everybody just yet. Um, but then after that, we'll jump into the to the main portion where we spin the Wheel of Fate and uh, answer some hard-hitting questions. Sound good to you, Ozer? Let's get it. All right, man. Well, my very first question for you in the warm-up is... How have you been? You've been doing great. You've been doing good. How you been lately, man? Good. Busy. Um, we uh, we we won on a really high note, and the momentum has come was is really followed into to twenty two. Um, so it's a good problem to have. Trying to balance a lot more things, but doing good for the most part. Um, been working on new music. Really excited about the new music I got coming out shooting a lot of videos we just got done with the real love shoot uh, on saturday night we, it was like a six seven hour shoot you feel me so yeah. busy as hell but good for the most part bro so um, I'm, I'm ready for sure i mean busy is good man um i don't know about cool. you but i've spent a lot of time uh, being complacent and just chilling uh for a long yeah. last time so uh, yeah, now I, I kind of realized that I got to fill my life up with stuff I got to do, you know, just so I could keep progressing, keep improving, you know, give something back. Um, no, that's real tough, man. I was, I was just in that same predicament. I was feeling like I was being complacent. And uh, I seen a quote that said that uh, if you want to see different results, if you do the same shit, you want to see the same results. And I felt like I fit that mold. So I'm like, all right, let me change it up and really... Um, and really dive head first into you know into music. Now, I mean, I've, I've been, I think I've been doing as much as I can, but now it's really time to um, to to really even exceed what I know, even exceed the limits that I thought I've already reached. You feel me? So, nah, I definitely get where you're coming from with it. Yeah, man. Uh, the quote you mentioned is a is similar to one of my favorites, which is a uh, to get what you never had, you got to do what you've never done. Um, so yeah yeah uh, so you talked about your music uh, how, how yeah. long you been doing that for so let's see I started doing music seriously back in let me see I released my first song in 20 in 2014 I think 2014 2015 and I really just started taking off within like the last three or four years so I've been doing it for seven eight years truthfully sure. I've been writing since I was six since you were six yeah I didn't know what the hell I was writing though like I ain't you know I ain't know you know I, I ain't you know, it wasn't like 
a protege or something like that. But uh, you know, I, I I had the idea to to put words to paper and, and try to structure a song. You know, I knew like the basic layout of a song. I was just saying like the world is hot, the world is cold. You know, something <laughs> like that. You know, nah, but, <laughs> mm-hmm. I got you for sure. Um, you know, my my first dream was to be a rapper, and. Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah, when I was 12 years old, that's when it started for me. And, um, you know, like, I'll I'll be real with you, man. Like, I I never, you know, I I, I said it was my dream, but I don't think I ever put the work into it to, to, like, get on that path, right? Until, like, 10 years after, you know, after college, um, I I started to be like, all right, let me take the money I make from my day job, put it into the studio, and really try to come out with stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I tried doing that. Uh, but I still, I'm not good at promoting myself, man. You know, I don't know, I don't hear it in your music as far as the songs that I've heard. But um, mm-hmm. you know how in, for a lot of rappers, it's like you got to promote yourself. You got to tell people that you're better or you're, do, you're doing something unique. And uh, I was never that person to be like, oh, listen to me, you know, because of this X, Y, and Z. I was really just trying to express myself, you feel me? Um, so it never picked up, to be honest. So I had to move on with my life. But yeah, now I feel you, man. Now, do you do you still sort of get the urge to make music here and there? Oh man, I, I definitely like uh, Saturday mornings is usually my time to like listen to a beat on YouTube and just trying to, I guess I express what 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 I went through that week or like however I'm feeling in that moment, because um, I still need that outlet, you know. Um, of course. It's just that now I I don't feel like the path that I'm going on is gonna take mm-hmm. me you know in that music route, you know I me mean? so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no no doubt I think. You know, for anybody who's a writer or anybody that like likes to go, turn to poetry um, to to express themselves, you're always gonna have it in you. And like, you know, I'm sure if you just drive it in, in your car, a flow is just gonna pop in your head, and you're gonna be like, you know, that just comes naturally. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, real talk, real talk. No, that's 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 real. I think um, for myself personally, I actually had to to push myself to promote myself more. You feel me? Because um, I think we as creatives tend to forget the business side of you know the music the music game right and i think it could be hard sometimes you got to make yourself you're already being vulnerable when you put you know you put your emotions on the track but then you gotta you gotta you gotta put you gotta push it towards the masses and then when you do that sometimes you feel as if you're fortunate right Mm -hmm. Um, yeah yeah unnatural you feel me and i really had to I had to really tell myself that if I wanted to make it, I would have to, I would really have to do that and put the money into the marketing and making sure that regardless of how I may feel, um, that people heard my music somehow or some way. Because the thing is, a song might be old to to me or you, right? But it's still 10 other people that hasn't heard it, you feel me? And so that's the, that's the mindset I had to get in, you know? But it's, 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 hard. it's a hard mindset to get into, though. No, for sure. Um, I was going to ask you, for you, like, when when did that switch kind of turn on for you where you were like, now nah, this mm-hmm. is, you know, I'm, I'm wanting to take this to the next level and it feels like yeah. that I'm taking it to the next level. Yeah. Um, shit, man, I've always wanted to get big. I'm going to be real with you. Like, I, I've never wanted to just do it for, I mean, I, I love music. Like, I love art. Like, it's, a, it's an outlet for me, but um, I've always wanted to, um, do it as a career. I, I've seen what could what could come of you know come of it. You know, doing tours and um, it's just having fun with it. You know, you only get one life to live, and so I always thought like 
I always thought it would be dope to be able to do music and do something I love and make money off of it, you feel me, and take care of the people around me. Um, I think up until maybe up until the last couple of years, um, after I dropped Blow My Heart, I think that's, or even Polo Fendi, I think that's when I really started to um, see or really started to tell myself, like, all right, damn, I could really, I could really do this. Like, this could really take off. You know, people really um, keeping tabs on me. And yeah, waiting and waiting on music. You feel me? And it's it's a weird, it's a weird, it's a weird feeling. You feel me? Because you, it's a lot of these songs. You just start, you know. You, it's been so many songs. I've just started writing in my car in the shower, wherever it may be. And you put it out, and you don't realize how many people it touches and how many people can relate to it. And it's it's a, it's a really crazy feeling. You know, um, I've gotten crazy messages from people and say, hey, you can use this YZ for me. And it, it sometimes it's hard to soak it in because to me, I'm I'm just a regular regular dude, but to others, you're, you know, you're the fucking star, right? Um, but yeah, I think really within the last couple of years is when I started to see that I could really do something with it. And when I, when I really told myself, like, all right, let's go. Let's go harder with it and see what could happen. Got you. I got you. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, man. I'm glad you to hear you got your momentum coming into this new year because everybody knows it's been hard as hell to build any kind of momentum the past couple of years. <laughs> uh, for, for you, were you able to take advantage of, you know, not take advantage of a terrible time, but, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think how it's trying to change everyone's lifestyle. But were you able to add anything to help you with uh, with music? Well, I said that one more time. I bet I think you be cut off a little oh, bit. You good? Um, so past couple of years, I think it's hard. It was hard to gain momentum for anyone, but uh, for, for you, were you able to kind of like take advantage of how the world was changing or shifting uh, to help you yeah. with your music? Yeah, actually, um, surprisingly, um, I dropped Paulo Fendi uh, actually two months into the pandemic. Uh, so I dropped it. I think the top of. The top of May, not the top of May, actually the end of May. So like May 30th, May 31st, something like that. And uh, to promote it, we use a live stream. And I, I never really go, I, I never really utilize the live stream feature on Instagram like that. Mm-hmm. And that uh, to to see the benefits in. Um, but yeah, we uh, we live streamed. We had a live Q and A with the fans, and we let them listen to the song, and it helped build a lot of momentum going into the actual release date, right? Which you know, which helped a lot. Um, and then outside of that, um, just me being able to sit with myself and really sit with my thoughts allowed me to write more music, you know, and it really allowed me to um, to really reach. To, to sort of reach a point within my songwriting that I hadn't reached before, but for me at least on a on a on a, on a deeper on a deeper level, you know. So that's how the pandemic. It, so I think for a lot of people, the pandemic was sort of a a hassle, but I think for me personally, it, it helped me a lot because it allowed me to slow down and really um, and really hone in on uh, on my, my phone ringing. You good? Um, you good. Really on. Uh, on what I could do as an artist and really hone in on you know, my writing my writing abilities for so. sure for sure yeah. uh, moving on to the second question in the warm up uh, aside from being mm-hmm. a music artist well, what would you like the audience out there to know about you I like to cook you like to cook, like to cook man. <laughs> I 
Uh, we cook, you know, actually, uh, shit, my girl downstairs cooking right now. She wanted me to cook, and I said, nah, I got an interview to do. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but, um, yeah, I love to cook. I used to want to be a chef as a kid. That was actually one of my, my dreams. I think that was, I think that came after, after music, because I didn't, as a kid, I used to always get teased for making music. I used to like I used to write in my notebook. My cousin used to find the notebook, make fun of me. I'm like, all right, maybe I don't have a feature on rap. So I was like, let me just cook, you know. And I was sort of big back in the day too, so I love food. I, I'll never forget this story. I went to a Mexican restaurant, and at the time, my mom was dating this firefighter, and so we was at the firehouse. And then I went went next door to get to get some Mexican food. And I ordered two tacos, two super tacos, but I got everything that would normally come on a burrito on the tacos. And so like, you couldn't even fold the tacos. And so the dude was like, is the burrito, or is it the taco? I'm like, nah, it's a taco. He's like, oh, I'm just making sure because it's a lot. And so yeah, I used to be, I used to be greedy as hell, man. So cooking used to, yeah, cooking is a, is a, a huge passion of mine. Even if, you know, eventually even, you know, I want to become even more successful with the music, want to open a restaurant and uh, and hone in on that. My best friend is a chef, so I actually um, invest into to his business, Fatty Natties. Um, so that's how I sort of still keep that dream alive for, for right now. It's called uh, Fatty Natties? Fatty Natties, yeah. He, uh, he been doing different. He been doing different things. When we first started, we were doing uh, ribeye steaks with scalloped potatoes and asparagus. That sold out, and then we started doing burgers. That sold out, and then recently, he did uh, New Mexico style enchiladas, and that sold out. And people just be going crazy over the food, man. So, so it, it, you guys switch up the menu like once uh, like that season uh, ends, basically. Yeah, so I mean, for the longest, we were doing ribeye, just ribeyes and potatoes. But then we just got bored with it. So he's like, let's change it up. And so he'll he'll just be, sometimes he'll just see a random dish online. Like, All right, but I want to make this. I'm going to do it for Fatty Natties. And I'll just do it. And I'll just sell out. So that's 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 how it would be. So the, the meal, now the meals can be sort of spontaneous. Um, mm-hmm. He really... He tends to sell the food whenever he has free time. It's not a set. It's not a set schedule or anything like that. I'll be selling them to you know to do it uh, on a consistent basis. But he works too, so he just be busy as hell, man. But when he does it though, it, it, it sells out. It's a lot of love. <clears throat> you guys have a, a shop, or is it you know through ordering only, or out the, this is straight order, man. Out the out the crib, man. out the crib. I got yeah, you, Fatty Natty. Fatty, I think it's, it may just be Fatty Natty or Fatty Natty SF, but he and my followers, though, I actually just tagged him in my most recent post. So All right. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll hit him up. I'll hit him up. Um, what would you say is the biggest misconception about you? <sighs> Thank you for asking this question. Sure. Um, I think a lot of people think I'm like a, a upset person or like a hella serious person. Mm-hmm. So I think I just look mad at the time. That's just my face. I get it from my mom. <laughs> But um, I'm a really goofy person, man. I'm a I'm a down earth person, very social, very humble. You ask anybody, like I'm I'm very, um, um, I'm very kind, very giving. You feel me? Protective over those I love, but for the most part, really cool person, really goofy when I'm comfortable around you. For sure, man. For sure. Thank you. Uh, thank you for sharing. No, it's good. 
my next question for you is if i were to do something in your honor a way to express the energy you possess what could i do to give back give, give back. back to give back and share like sharing like giving back to people or like giving game to people um I actually want to get into doing more like homeless feeds. I did it once in 2020 um, mm-hmm. with Uncle Dan. He uh, he does something called City Eats, and so we went through the TLs and, and passed out food. And um, doing that really opened my eyes, man. It's just you know, sometimes you you go through life on a day to day basis. You don't really see how fortunate you are to have a lot of the things that that you do. And we uh, we came across a family. I think it was a single father with like three kids, the TLs, and and we you know gave them food. It just just opened my eyes. You feel me? Made me even more humble than I already am. You know, um, but I would just love to give back. And um, I mean, I, yeah, I love to give back. So if somebody wanted to to honor me in my name, just give back. That's 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 all I ask for. Now we know. Now we know, man. Um, how would you like to be remembered? What Nip say? Want to go down as a great? That's what he said, right? Kirko. Um, I want to be remembered as somebody that hustled, somebody that that uh, that went for what he wanted, somebody that didn't care about the obstacles in his way, um, the underdog that that beat all odds. You feel me? I think I think that's I don't care about the you know money's nice that's cool right but I want to go down as somebody that that people I want to go down as somebody that people knew to be talented and worked hard to get to where he was at with no handouts Joe man I think a lot of us can relate to that I mean same here man I don't think I ain't got nothing I ain't coming from nowhere so you know for me to just try to attempt this stuff same reason man just I, just, I want people to know that I was trying and no matter what I kept trying you feel me because a lot of people don't I, I think uh, I know in, the, in your experience but sometimes the people I've worked with or been around you know you could kind of feel life has been beating them down and you know at a certain point the complacency is like yo i'd rather just stay here than even try or and get disappointed or fail um you know look like you're not doing good in front of other people because i think that's what will get in people's heads sometimes you know oh hell yeah hell yeah like the fear of failure is probably the thing that, that stops people the most you know um i embrace failure though you feel me like if I fail, fuck it. You know, take it as a lesson and just bounce back. Use that use that lesson. Use that knowledge to bounce back harder the next time. All right. You know, life is life is uh is, is full of ups and downs. You know, you gotta embrace not only the ups but the downs too. Sure, sure. And um my last question for you in the warm-up, on a scale from mm-hmm. one to, on, on a scale from one to ten, how well do you know mm-hmm. yourself? How well do I know myself? Uh, I feel like I learn something new by myself every day, honestly. Um, I think uh, as I've grown as a person, as I've, I think every year I've found something new about myself, truthfully. You know, I might, I might, I think it, it just, uh, well, first let me get the rating. I think I'll, I'll do like a, I'll do like a seven. I'll do like a seven. That's solid. That's solid. 
Yeah, I think, yeah, I think nobody truly knows themselves. You feel me? Like, there's just so many, there's so many situations, so many different situations that life can throw at you. And a lot of us may not even been put in those situations. You feel me? So can we really, do we really know how we react in those situations? Right? So I feel like I don't really know myself. I don't really know myself as much as I would like to, you know, to know mm-hmm. myself, right? But, um, I think as I've grown into an adult, you know, every year I've I've grown older. I've uh, I've come to to change, you know, in ways that I, I probably didn't. I've you know, last year I may have um, had one opinion or one view on the world, and now this year it changed. You feel me? Yeah. Um, I think true personally. I'm um, like last year. I'll, I'll give a good example. Um. I I was really uh I've never really been into politics all like that, but I think all of us know like we want it, you know, we want it Trump out the office, right? Let's let's keep it a band, right? You yeah, feel me? Yeah. Um but now I'm seeing that shit Biden may not even be any better. You feel me? So I, I'm just using that as an example, um, to say things could, you know, you things could change every day, every year, every month, every second, you feel me? So you might think you know yourself, you might think you know what you support and what you like, but that could change, you know, very, very quickly, so. For sure, man. Thank, the, uh, thank you for sharing that too. Um, my my general, general rule about it, for me at least, is uh, when I'm at the highest of highs, I feel like I know myself the most. And then when I feel yeah. like I'm at my low, lowest, then I feel like I don't know myself at all. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. those those moments come in and out of your life, but pretty oh, much yeah. it, it fluctuates. You know. Mhm. All times. Um. All right, man. Well, you made it through the warm up questions. We're gonna move on to some of these games. <laughs> but uh, the first one is uh, agree or disagree. I got these statements. Right. I got these statements that I even I haven't like fully fleshed out myself. But uh, I just want to see what your thoughts on it are. All right. So this first one is uh, people are ultimately good on the inside. What do you think? Damn, that's crazy. I was just talking to somebody about this like last week. That's crazy, bro. You and my um, I I agree. I agree. I think most people are good on the inside, you know, um, or at least they start off good on the inside. Mm. And, they see it in the, the world gets to them and they get fucked up. I think that's I think that's the best answer for it. I always um like I, I look at children, like for instance, you feel me, when a child comes into this world, they're pure, like they, they don't know they don't really know anything, they know love, you feel me? Like they're they're a kid, they're a child, they're smiling. But then as they grow older and as they get as these new ideas get put into them and enforced upon them, whether it be from society or their family, whoever whoever it may be, they start to change. You feel me? And they start to build. They start to 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 uh, to build views within them, right? It could be negative views or positive views, right? Um, but ultimately, that depicts or that dictates um, uh, that dictates what they'll do in life and how they'll do in life you feel me but the, but but ultimately they started off as a good person so hopefully that made that made sense but 
that's the the best possible explanation I can give for that. I got you. I got you. And uh, nah, I, I think I fully agree. Um, something mm-hmm. about me, man, is I've had uh, 17 jobs in like 12 years, bounced around, met a uh-huh. lot, of, <laughs> met a lot of people. Um, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't say you know people get evil or or anything like that as they get older. I think they get sour mm-hmm. though. They get really sour on life. Yeah. Um, so right now I, I found a job that I'm happy at working at a high school uh, just because working oh, with kids awesome. yeah working with kids man it's, it's a like you said like life mm-hmm. hasn't gotten to them that far yet uh, so they mm-hmm. still got that like I feel like they're all good kids you know like even if they you know be knuckleheads sometimes they're still good in inside so yeah, yeah of yeah. course real talk it's real talk uh, second statement is uh, happiness is the most important thing Oh yeah, facts. Yeah, facts. Um, happiness is the most important thing. Um, you can have all the money in the world, you can have all the fame in the world, you can have jewelry, cars, all that. For me, but if you're not happy internally, you're you're never gonna be satisfied with you know with life. You're never gonna feel fulfilled. So I ultimately do feel happiness is the most important thing. Sure, man. Yeah, that's that's why I try to. That's a message I try to let people know. Um, as long as you ain't hurting nobody, I, I want you to be happy. You know, <laughs> that's pretty much it. That's all, man. Um, all right, man. Well, we made it to the next segment, which is word association. All right. All right. So all right. I'm going to throw up the countdown clock. We'll see. I think you all do right. or not. Um, so I'm just going to say a word. You let me know the first thing that comes to mind. Um, it doesn't. Right. Have, it doesn't have to be one word. It could be like a phrase or whatever just comes to mind. Um, okay. And uh, we'll see how many you get in uh, 34 seconds. Here we go. All right. In three, two, one. Love. Hey. People. Mm. Damn. Kind. Pain. Joy. Regret. Life. Crazy. Crazy. Mm. Everybody. Happiness. Man, happiness. Uh, It could be a phrase, right? Yeah, it could be a phrase. Happiness hard to achieve. That's you. That's you. Uh, you you knocked out six. Um, I forgot to tell you what the record was before you, but the last person got eight. So you, you didn't get to push the limit yet, but okay. <laughs> all good. Yeah, I'm close. close, man. I'm close. Uh, thank you for for playing playing along though. Appreciate it. Um, it was good. So on regret, you mentioned life. Uh, I wanted to ask a little bit why why that came to mind because for me, man, I feel like regret is one of those driving forces in me. You know, like I know it's not a positive thing, but I still use it as motivation uh, to push forward. But yeah, why, why did life come to mind? Life is full of regrets. Um, everybody has something to regret. I feel like, you know, it's, it's people say you shouldn't regret anything in your life because things happen for a reason, but it's, it's hard not to regret some things in your life. You know, sometimes you, you wish you would have talked to that person. You know, sometimes you wish you would have 
apply to that college sometimes you wish you would apply for that job or um shit took that you know took that trip or moved somewhere else you know what I mean like it's life is full of regrets you know and just like you said um it could be a motivating factor right or it could be a um it could it could be something that makes you digress in life right but either way you run into regrets as you you know as you move along through life sure yeah man it, it can be a trap sometimes that's that, that was a word that came to mind for me um no definitely <clears throat> all right boss we made it to the actual portion of 34 questions where we uh we're gonna spin the wheel so right. let me give it the spin and um just a heads up if any if there's any question that pops up you don't want to answer you could feel free all to right. pass there's a there's a secondary option so don't feel like you got to answer something you don't want to talk about uh, but here we go <clears throat> first number is 14 okay okay number 14 is how could you be kinder to yourself damn that's some good questions bro really good questions right on man having faith in myself having confidence mm. um we uh you go through life doing things to to build yourself up, right? And to and to be this this model figure for yourself and for society, right? Um, and then so you get to a point where you start questioning everything. You know, we talked about this earlier. You start questioning yourself. You start questioning your decisions and everything you're doing and you you sort of lose confidence in yourself and, and I'm speaking from personal experience um but I feel like when you lose confidence in yourself um and you feel like you can't do certain things that you know you're capable of I feel like you just you're disrespecting yourself and you sort of disregarding all the work that you put in through life you know within life to get to the point that you're at right now if that you know if that makes sense yeah yeah um yeah but um yeah, I say, lost my train of thought. Um, but yeah, just having more confidence. You feel me? I know I've had personal experiences with music where, um, you know, I've done an event or I've, I've, you know, I've done a show or I've done a song or, I, you know, just seen success with, with, with whatever it may be. And I question whether or not I should be there, you know? And I had to really tell myself, like, bro, you like, you work for this shit. You know, regardless what anybody else say, regardless what anybody else may feel, you worked for it. And to disregard everything that I did or I've done to get to this point is disrespectful to myself because only I know how much work I really put into it, right? And so, um, yeah, I started having more confidence and, and having more belief in yourself. Um, or at least more confidence belief for myself um, you know is the way that I feel I could be kinder to myself <clears throat> oh, for sure um, would you say there's a difference between confidence and self esteem is there a difference between confidence and self esteem I bring it up because uh, like for me I struggle with my self esteem I'll be real but my I confidence I think my confidence I, I'm I have this irrational belief that no matter what I do, I think I'm going to make it or I got a chance to make it. 
um that's why I, for for me i think there's some kind of difference it, it just came up when as you were talking about it but that's why i want to yeah. ask you if, if, if you feel like there could be a difference between those two for me i almost feel like they're the same honestly mm-hmm. um because <clears throat> i feel like when i say I, when I, I know me personally when i say i got low self-esteem but me I, i'm saying i have low confidence in myself right um but it, it also comes you know it comes and goes you know but for me personally I, I feel like they're the same but uh as you get deeper into to breaking them down you know they could be different but within my head i think that they're, they're, they're pretty much the same thing <clears throat> do you do you ever deal with um getting in that loop of comparison sometimes i'm, I'm pretty sure the rap industry is a very busy industry man so yeah just like looking at your peers or looking at you know folks that maybe you don't feel like you're in competition with but from that from a fan or from a person who's a consumer of course yeah. for them like that's what it is right we're choosing what music we're going to be listening to so you yeah. how do you handle that man yeah I, I feel like that often um comparison is but they, they say comparison is the thief is the biggest thief of joy right so i try not to do that um, but yeah, I think as a as a creative, especially with social media nowadays, it's just hard not to compare yourself and not to not to lose confidence sometimes, right? Because then you see you see what other people are doing. You like, damn, like why am I not like why am I not there yet? You feel me? I've been doing all this. I've been on doing X, Y, Z, and I'm not there yet. And they, you know, and some people only did, you know. They, they probably did less than you and they got there quicker you know um so yeah I, I definitely look at that sometimes like damn like am i doing something wrong am i not going am i not going hard enough you know um but how i deal with that is just just by reassuring myself that everybody has a different path to life mm. and everybody has a different journey you feel me so your like you know their road to success isn't going to be the same as my road to success right and i also try to embrace the journey because it makes it's going to make the goal is going it's going to make it to when you actually reach the goal line it's going to make it feel that much sweeter you feel me so um that's how i embrace that um uh that's that's how that's how i attempt to stop myself you know stop myself from comparing myself to others I feel you, man. Um, you know, we don't even intend to sometimes. I don't know if you look at your your data or your insights and shit, and like you see the numbers of how many yeah. people play and how long they're listening. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. want to pay attention, but goddamn, I, I'm forced to. You know, to, yeah, to pursue man. this room, you got to. It's fucking hard, man. It's hard not to because everything is data driven now. You feel me? Like you make a song on Spotify. You know, and you see, you know, it's been times where, you know, I know in the past, I put out a song if I got a hundred streams in a week or something like that. I'm like, fuck, what the fuck? Like, you know, and then I look on YouTube and I look at somebody else's YouTube. I'm like, all right, what the fuck am I doing wrong? You know, um, but it's hard. It's just hard not to, because the numbers is right there in front of you, right? And so sometimes I try to give myself a break from looking at my phone. Um, because you know we're glued to it all the time now everything is is on your phone now right so sometimes i try to give a give myself a mental break just to make sure i don't go crazy looking at all these damn numbers you know but it's hard to avoid bro it's really hard to avoid now you i know 
you had mentioned numbers not too long ago and looking at statistics and listing time. So do you have insight to all that? Like, or like how, like how does, how do, how do numbers affect your day-to-day and your mental? Oh man. So I would say like, it's become a routine for me to like click on the website just to mm-hmm. see, you know, um, did it, did it, did anyone press play today on my shit? You know, I'll check. Um, mm-hmm. I'll see when subscribers go down and then come yeah. back up and I'm just like, mm-hmm. fuck, all right, like, did they, what they, what didn't they like, you know, and to make them say like, oh, I'm enough of this, you know, I'm moving on. Um, but yeah, man, I think that that's how it affects me is just, it makes me think of like how I got to just keep going gotta keep going harder keep going keep doing more keep uh you know interviewing more folks uh but because for me i don't want it to be about the numbers like um i'm cool the biggest thing for me we talked about happiness being the most important thing in life uh what it comes down for me is balance like i've been trying to achieve this balance in my life to make sure that i can spend most of my time giving to other people but also having enough time for myself and my family and friends as well uh Mm -hmm. so so looking at the numbers that's what i try to remind myself it's like okay it's not about popping off for me it's about making sure that i'm doing something good so don't i I, I don't need to worry (laughs) about if i had zero plays today um or somebody stopped following me or whatever um But yeah, I would say on the day to day, it would. What's interesting is that if I feel like I'm doing good, mm-hmm. I think I try to find more validation. So like, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll see that you know I got 70 plays one day, and I would have to like tell someone just so they can be like, oh, that's a good thing, just because you know mm-hmm. I, I just need that extra person to agree with me. Um, yeah. So. That's something I'm working on, trying to be a little more, I guess, silent in my moves. So <laughs> it's not like I'm always posting about it, always letting people know, like, oh, this is who DM me or all that stuff. Definitely uh, working on trying to trying to not like make it about me, I guess, because that's what it is. I think when I when I'm looking at those numbers, I I, I get it wrapped up in my into my identity. Like this yeah. this is the yeah. validation for like person who as i am which isn't true it's just really you know the content and what really how many people know about it too i'm not great at promotion so i know that not everybody knows that this is going on but i believe one day once once i reach that tipping point where everyone's like oh shit this this exists then i think that's when at least when i believe and have that confidence that people will gravitate towards the podcast but for sure for sure that's a good answer Right on, man. I, I need to say these things too, so I appreciate you asking me that it's question. Good. It's good. <laughs> so, I, I, before we go to the next spin, I want to mm-hmm. ask you about being on stage. And uh, do you feel mm-hmm. like how, how's your performing skills? You feel like you're up there yet? You got stuff to work on? Where are you at so far? I feel like I'm pretty. I feel like I'm pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. But there's more shit I gotta work on. Like. Uh, I uh, I just had a show in Vegas at Brooklyn Bowl, and the capacity is like fifteen hundred. It was like four or five hundred people there, um, but it's still a pretty big show. And it was my first solo show outside of California, 
and I didn't, I couldn't bring anybody with me. I couldn't, I didn't have my DJ. All that was just me and my manager. You feel me? So I was in Vegas for two days, T technically one, because we got there like close to midnight, and we was just in the hotel room rehearsing. And I was trying to figure out what I was gonna say to the crowd, how I was gonna get them involved, what songs I was gonna play, you know, the the, the set order, everything, and. Um, from the, the turnout was really good. A lot of people, um, a lot of people came up to me personally, like, hey, like you you did your thing. Like I loved your performance. Um, but in my head, I felt like I could I could even went harder. You feel me? My biggest thing is like getting the crowd involved, mm. you know, sure that they're engaged. Cause it's so easy to lose somebody's focus, you know, especially if you're an up and coming artist, they don't know your music like that. So I always try to find ways to, to get the crowd involved. And honestly, the, the toughest song I have an issue an issue with, or not really an issue with, but the toughest song I have a hard time figuring out how to get the crowd involved with is Blow My Heart, which is my biggest song, right? For real? When they hear it, it's great. Like, they go crazy. But I'm trying to get to the point to where... If I encounter a crowd that's never heard my music before, I'm trying to get them to the point to where they know the song, they know the lyrics by the end of the by by the time I get to the end of the song, so they can sing along with me. That's what I like to do. You feel me? So um, that's my task. I actually got a. I just got news of me having a getting booked for a big show next next month. And so as soon as they told me, I was like, all right, I got to figure this out. You feel me? I got to make sure the crowd is, you know, is, is involved in this shit, you know. But um, for the, to answer your question, the short answer is I think I'm pretty good. But I still got, I still nitpick it, the small thing. So still a few things I want to work on. Yeah, man. No, no worries, man. I like the long answer. It's all good. I, um, yeah, I think that was one thing I never really experienced as much when I was trying to uh, pursue pursue music um i only did a handful of shows and yeah. at the time i think i didn't treat it like you know i didn't have that mindset of getting the crowd involved it was more so like let me say my piece and let's see if you rock with it uh which it which it ended up like you know me trying to do like spoken word type <laughs> rap in a club you feel me and everyone's just like you know this is i like it what's this not the vibe you know we yeah. we're not gonna vote you to go go forward um yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, as you as you grow as an artist, you realize what songs to do and what songs not to do in certain settings, right? I think we as artists, like we have certain songs that we personally love, like oh everybody gonna love this regardless of the setting, right? Um but then you gotta like sort of sit back for a minute and be like, hold up, hold up. Do I wanna hear <laughs> do I want to? I really want to hear about your drinking problem in the middle of the club. You feel me? While yeah. I have a drink in my hand, and then you gonna make me feel like shit. You feel me? So I had to, I had to, I had to sit back and think about that for a minute, and it's actually made me change my setup a little bit. You know, um, we sold out brick and mortar back in uh, back in October, and I was blessed to be in that situation. You feel me? I don't think they had a, a sold out show up until that point. Um, that at least that year. And shout out to Cali J, Afterthought, uh, Zima, Tui, you feel me? They was all in the lineup. You know, it was a team effort. Um, but everybody loved my set, right? But 
I noticed for myself personally, I like seeing people dance. Right? When I, so when I did all the fun songs, that's when I seen the most emotion out of people. Mm. And that's what I like to see. You feel me? Um so that has sort of this sort of made me change my approach. So now when I do um when I do shows, I'll ask if if they want to hear some deep shit or if they want to hear some fun shit. And then based on their answer, then that's you know, that that will decide where I go next. So that's how I try to do it. I got you. Yeah, well one thing I did pick up on, you know, going to more shows and just seeing how other people did it was uh save save your uh your realist song at the very end like like you said as as the crowd if they want to hear it because in that way they know you can get hyped they know you can have fun and then Mm -hmm. like you want to show them that other side then you you can too so it's there's a thought process and i wasn't thinking (laughs) during during my time (laughs) to be real to be real i was trying to go with the flow um learning lessons the hard way so Mm -hmm. yeah it's good did you uh did you ever like research different like different artists performances before you before you perform or like was that anything you did nah man see like so one thing about me too is i can be hella stubborn and hella think like you know oh i can i can the the irrational confidence in me tells me Mm -hmm. like oh I, i can pull it off no matter what and then so i have to go through that process of failing you know uh what's it called face first and uh and then I'll be like, oh, maybe I should have looked up some some performances just to just to like get that mindset or get some influence on, yeah. on how I do things. But yeah, I don't know. For you, do yeah. you, do you look up other people's performances? Or are you based on my thing? Yeah, but um, I try to um, I consider myself a student of the game, so I um, I try to study artists that have a similar sound to me and see how they interact with the crowd. So I was just uh, I was actually looking at. Isaiah Rashad, so um, he just went on tour recently, the Little Sunny tour, and so he had Childish Major open up for him. And uh, I was, I was before I had to leave, I was going through uh, the entire show, trying to get ideas of how to interact with the crowd. You feel me? And Childish Major actually had a good, um, he had a, a really good. Uh, uh, call and response. We just had, he had really good crowd interaction. He like breathed, yeah, they, like simply just simply breathed with the with the crowd, and it worked out. You feel me? And he got the crowd involved. By the end of the show, it was cool. You know, I didn't I didn't finish. I didn't. I still actually after this, I'm gonna I'm finish the, the the video and see how Isaiah Rashad did it. You feel me? Um, but I, I steady I steadily watch videos and try to get tips. Um, Dom Kennedy is somebody I try to study because his music is so laid back. He don't really got too much hype shit, but he still manages to give a good show. You feel me? So um, that's somebody I, I always try to keep an eye on. Um, and I'm trying to think, is there anybody else I study? Oh, J. Cole. J. Cole especially, because J. Cole has a lot of chill music. Don't really got too many hype songs. You feel me? But the few songs that he does have that are hyped up, he manages to get the crowd involved to it. You know, he's, what I've noticed about Cole is that he's really honest during the shows. Like, he'll talk about himself. I know at the Rolling Loud New York, he said, hey, I'm a girl, it's just a lot of cap in the song. A whole lot of cap, but it's a good song. <laughs> with it, you feel me? So, I always try to get, I always try to get game from, from other artists, you know, and see what I could add to my, to my own. 
<clears throat> see that's how i know you're ser really serious about you know your music is because you are studying um cause i don't think i think there's a lot of a lot more rappers out there that like i was who didn't uh -huh. do the work or do the do the extra grind i'm thinking yeah. thinking that that that's good enough when uh yeah. in all honesty you're just gonna be treading water you know <laughs> no nah, real talk real talk all right man just a heads up we got about 15 10 minutes left in the podcast we we got there one spin we're gonna do another one but uh just want to thank you again for stopping by hope you're having fun and great on my end man yeah i love it man thanks for having me for sure here we go we got number 10 this time it looks like yep number 10 for you is what have you had enough of damn what have I had enough of the same food? <laughs> nah. Um, I say, uh, let me think about it. What have I had enough of? Take your time. Take your time. I think. Uh, I think. Um, I'm actually like. Serious about the food, too. Like, oh <laughs> um, um, let's see. Um, I think, uh, dumb shit, bro. Just like, just sum it up. Dumb shit, you feel me? Um, but what, what's the last thing you've seen that made you think, oh, this is some dumb shit right here? Um, I seen somebody get pushed onto to railroad, uh, rail, uh, oh, train tracks. The one in New York? No, so it's crazy. So I, I heard about that one today, right? Okay. But it was another one that happened. But fortunately, this person was they they managed to live because the train train operator managed to stop in time. Oh shit! Yeah. Um, but I guess instead of dumb shit, I'm gonna say like senseless, senseless shit. Like, hey, I'm just tired of hate. You feel me? It's like, what's the, what's the point? You feel me? It's like you got strangers and hate on strangers for no reason. Like other people don't even know for no reason. Like what? Like what the hell made you want to push somebody onto the train tracks? You feel me? Like it's, it just don't make any sense. You know? And it's just it's tiring because you you see it on the news, you see it on your phones, right? And because of social media, you see like four or 5,000 people post about it every single day, you know? And it, it just, it just fucked with you. Um, and so I would say that's, that's actually really something I'm tired of, you know, cause in my head, it's like, there's no reason why, why anybody should be hating on another individual or why somebody should hate them to the point that they want to kill them. You feel me? It's like, it's stupid. I just, I just don't, I honestly don't get it. You feel me? But yeah. maybe they got mental issues. You know, I don't know what you know, I don't know what they're going through personally. I did hear that the the um, uh, the suspect from uh, the Michelle Go case did have mental issues, right? I don't know about the case in Belgium, but it just it just it just don't make any sense, man. It's just stupid. You feel me? It's like first of all, you taking somebody. You taking somebody's loved one away from them, right? And then on top of that, 
you're going to throw yourself inside of it's like you're getting yourself inside of jail and now your life is, is a waste it's, it's, it's a stupid you feel me but on a broader note I am really tired of the same food though man. I'm gonna really be honest especially Mexican food cause I eat that shit all the time but I love it <laughs> I got I you it, yeah, um, but, uh, but yeah that's, 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 that's how I really feel though you know like <clears throat> Do you think um, there's ever a chance for us to get, get on the same page? Like, to that point where we, we really at peace or nah? Nah, I'm going to be real with you. Nah, I think we could try to fight for it as much as we want, but it's just not. It's, it's um, I think the damage is already done. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. it's, um, I said people or, you know, I think people come into this world good, right? But they're influenced by the people around them, right? And it's just a, it's just a cycle, you know? Um, I'm a, I'll put it like this. We come from the Bay Area. I'm a, I'm, let's look at racism, right? We come from we come from the Bay Area, very diverse place. You know, I got friends of all ethnic backgrounds. I'm sure you got friends of all different ethnic backgrounds, right? Um, because of that, we're we're a lot more aware. We're a lot more aware of um, other cultures, and you know, um, very uh, very sensitive of how uh, of how to move around. You know, how to move, how just how to move around each other. You feel me? And make sure everybody's comfortable, right? Yeah. If you go somewhere in fucking, I don't know rural Georgia, you feel me, where there's no type of diversity, right? And everybody there has been taught one thing, right? Yeah. Regardless of how much you try to talk to, regardless of how much me and you try to talk to them about our view in the, about our view of the world, they've been taught um, they've been taught so much. They've been taught the wrong views by so many people for so long that they actually think their views of the world is correct. And they, they're not going to want to change it, right? Yeah. And so because of that, they're just going to be setting their ways. And so it's always going to be that. It's always going to be that divide. Right? That's how that's how I look at it. And I was just telling my girl um, the other day because we went out. Actually, yesterday we went out to dinner. And I got dreads now. And uh, this uh, this woman kept looking at me, you feel me? Like she didn't, she hadn't seen dreads before. And my girl was like, so my girl looked at her, like looked at her back, like what the fuck you looking at, you feel me? And she was, um, and I was like, stop, like don't, don't trip, no, it's good. And I said, I'm, I'm honestly used to getting weird looks, you feel me? As a, as a black man, I'm just used to getting weird looks. But like, you just get used to, you get used to how things are. You get used to small, you know, you get used to microaggressions from people. You know, um, I used to feel some type of way when I would walk down the street and I would see like a woman clutch her purse or something like that. I don't feel no way anymore. You feel me? I just laugh about it. I'm like, damn, like that's, that's really cold. You feel me? Because the same person that you fear because of their race could be the same exact person that saved your life you know, in a, in, a, in a serious situation, you know, but I've just gotten so used to, to the, to the way the world works 
it, to me, it's just, it is what it is. You just find a way to navigate through it and do what the hell you got to do. It's just like, that's how I got it. I got you, man. I got you. You, you actually had me think about uh, when you mentioned, uh, you know, like <clears throat> these rural, rural areas that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe haven't been exposed to as much diversity as we have in the city. Um, for me, I almost think that, like, is it going to take folks like me to move out into those rural areas just so they can be exposed to other cultures and maybe i have to kind of like go through the shit that they want to throw at me just so the next generation can like feel more at ease because it almost makes me think if cities were never diverse would we have been able to be as understanding or, or be as cultural are we as we are now in this generation maybe you know and i'm sure we know that it wasn't always like this but it, it took a lot of time, it took a lot of generations for us, for the kids, the, the kids that grew up into into it, like we we were, yeah. that now we're cool, you know? So, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel you, though. It's a tough task. I don't think it's going to be something that we can just, like, change change on a dime. Um, nah, it's not overnight, but you know what's crazy? It's actually a true story that black men converted some KKK members mm-hmm. into, like, I don't know. I don't know how he did it, but he he changed a few he, he changed a few hearts of KKK members. You feel me? They end up like being best friends. And it's just really it's really crazy to see. So um I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's it's pretty it's gonna be pretty damn hard to to do that to an entire population of people or uh, yeah, to to an entire population of people that has that you know that had that mindset yeah i think uh i don't know this is something we could definitely talk about more another time um i'm sorry gotta press on with the <laughs> with the closeout questions and the final stretch man we, we made it um and so this next part before we jump into the final questions it's called the 34th mantra um okay. i have i have these three phrases for you they're fill in the blank i am okay. i can i will yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna flip over to the next screen. It's it's gonna feel a little weird. It's gonna be your reflection because you're gonna be talking to yourself right here, and it's I right. am, I can, I will. All right. Here we I go. am, I can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> how would you uh, fill that in for yourself? Um, I am great. Um, well, also I am, I can't. I'm great. I can do anything. And I will overcome any obstacle that comes my way. Sure, man. That's just that's just a little reminder for, for yourself. You know, if you ever need to hear those words again, you got a little clip of yourself, you know, speaking to you. Uh, What's up? All right, man. Here we go. In my, my closeout questions, the first one is from my previous guest. So I just want to shout out okay. to Jennifer for her question. Um, and her question for you is where do you see yourself in 10 years? In 10 years, I'm, t- I'm 26 now. 26. Um, I see myself having um, a, a, a good amount of success or a success in the music industry and um, being able to be the top artist not only for my city but 
um, and outside of music, an entrepreneur. And uh, being a, being a mogul, or being somebody, it's being somebody that people look to to uh, for for business, for business advice, and um, just look to uh, as a blueprint for success. That's my that's that's where I see myself in ten years. I'm probably and also having a couple of kids too. I have a couple of kids and showing them the ropes. <laughs> for sure, man. For sure. Sure. Got you. Uh, second question is what would you like to ask the next guest that comes down to 34 questions what's been the hardest obstacle that you've had to overcome in your journey to, your, to yeah what's been the hardest obstacle you've had to overcome in your journey up until this point got you just writing it down yeah right and uh, my very last question for you, the question that ties everything together, you know, 100 years from now, 200 years from now, your descendants are watching this video. Uh, what would you yeah. like to tell them? Uh, man. What would I like to tell my descendants? Um, I would like to tell them to keep, if it's a, I'm going to do a perspective of, of, of a of a uh, of a kid or a teenager seeing this but tell them to keep going and never let any anything hold you back from doing what you want to do um never compare yourself because things happen for a reason and just believe in your path and believe in your journey and also keep in mind faith is believe in things that you can't see. So um, always keep that in the back of your head and never, um, and, and never discourage yourself from chasing a dream because of fear. It's awesome. Show, man. I feel that. Um, any last things you'd like to add before we head out of here? Yeah, man. Um, thank you for having me. I love this, this platform, bro. This question. But that last question, I don't think it'd be hard. But, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, nah, you know, there's there's so much going on. Like, you know, what impression are you going to give, <laughs> you know, 200 years from now, your descendants sometimes? It, it goes through people's heads. I, I get it, though. <laughs> we'll talk, man. Nah, but nah, thank you for having me, you know. Um, and uh, so be on the lookout for new music coming soon. Uh, within like the next two or three months, you know, look out for a big announcement within like the next week. Uh, oh, well, where, where can uh, people find your music? Uh, how, how can we oh, yeah, so, really come? Find me on all streaming platforms. Just type in OZER. If you want to follow me on social media, um, it's OZER SF. The SF is only because I'm from San Francisco. That is not part of my, my artist name, like, but at OZRSF follow me um, my website is OZRSF.com tap in I want to thank you again man for, for stopping by I thought this was a great conversation yeah. hopefully uh, you know maybe a year from now next step in your journey we could do another one just so you'll have this uh, yeah. like a collection of yourself growing up you know and you can show that to, to yeah. your loved ones as well 
um but yeah i want to thank all the folks out there if you're tuning in on spotify apple Podcasts, or youtube appreciate y'all time as well remember to reach out reach forward as always much love and uh, we'll catch you guys next time on 34 questions peace and it fades out from there um but that was pretty much it man